Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on a beautiful Monday, Monday the 14th of December 2020. Trust you've had a phenomenal weekend and looking forward to a very, very productive sales week, uh, productive leadership week, and hey, just a productive week given it's the uh, it's the second last week before Christmas. Uh, next week is Christmas Day. Can you believe that? Next Friday. Unbelievable. I was saying to a few people on the weekend, it feels this year, 2020, with COVID and everything that's been going on. Of course, we've had bushfires here 12 months ago leading into the, the start of the 2020 here in Victoria. It feels like there's um, this this year, 2020, feels like it's two years rolled into one, but it's gone half a year. So it's a little bit counterintuitive, but it feels as if it's gone really, really quickly. But at the same time, it feels like it's gone really, really slowly. And I can't believe we're here nearly at Christmas Day for yet another another year. So in today's podcast, I wanted to talk about a topic here, which I think is really relevant to uh, a lot of sales leaders, but also sales people. Uh, and I talk a lot to people around, and, and these are a lot of people who are not in sales, by the way. And many of them seem to have this oh, this fixation on sales, the fact that, oh, I would never want to be in sales. I'd have to be, I have to be really outgoing, has to be really pushy, uh, really extroverted. And it's it's an interesting perception that people have of sales. And, and I think this has been built up over many, many years because way back in the day, or back when, last century when I was young, uh, it used to be, oh, that's the, the title of salesperson used to be uh, conjuring up all, all these sorts of images of snake or snake oil salespeople, used car salespeople, just dodgy door-to-door salespeople, in which case they'd be looking for every opportunity, every angle to make a sale and close a deal. And you felt as if you were being pressured into buying things that you didn't want. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that still have that same, I guess, fixation on when it comes to sales uh, today in the 21st century. And interestingly, a lot of people in sales also come from those those sort of backgrounds, or they've surrounded themselves with people who think like that, and therefore they, as salespeople, have this um, this I guess uh, something within them that's preventing them from being truly serving to of their to their people to their to their customers, and holding themselves back and not really maximizing the potential that they possibly can if they uh, if they let go and and just was all in. Now the other thing about this as well is a lot of sales leaders today, and I work with a lot of them, and I have have access to a lot of sales leaders. Um, a lot of sales leaders are still stuck, and I say this really respectfully, still stuck in the 1980s and the 1990s, where they are running old school methodologies, and literally their focus is on close, 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 sell, 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 just get it done, whatever has to be done, get the numbers in, because we have to hit our target. And so the environments they're creating is a high-pressured environment where the salespeople feel under immense amounts of pressure to forward that pressure and place that pressure, therefore, on their marketplace and their customers. And I don't know about you, but I can sense somebody when they're desperate from a mile away, and there's nothing worse than a desperate salesperson trying to close a deal. 
and you're sitting in front of them as a potential customer, the last thing you're going to be doing is feeling comfortable uh, making a transaction with that with that salesperson in that sort of situation. So I wanted to talk today about the topic of first seek to understand before being understood. Now, when you hear that, you might think, "Oh, that's a bit of a cliche. It's a bit of a bit of a throwaway line." And look, it is a little bit cheesy when you look at it, but it's actually really true. And the great salespeople do this like it, so well. It, it separates them from everybody else. Too many sales sales leaders and too many salespeople for that matter, particularly today, even today in today's modern world, they're continuing to invest so much time uh, trying to convince their customer that they've got the best product on the marketplace, uh, the best service that's ever been delivered, the best marketing background, uh, the best features and, and benefits of, of their particular product or service. They're trying to compare themselves or distance themselves from competition, but talking about their competition in in a little bit disparaging ways so they can elevate their own their own organization, their own product. They are desperately trying to be understood and they're putting all of their attention on trying to say, hey, Mr. Customer, Mrs. Customer, you should buy my product because. And so it's all push, push, push. Now, what happens when that happens is <laughs> the customer instantly puts up the defensive walls. Sometimes the customer puts up some offensive walls and basically says go and go forth and multiply but they wonder why these salespeople wonder why their customer comes up with multiple objections they wonder why their customer comes up with multiple reasons not to progress forwards um uh, and and hey they have to go back to their sales leader uh cap in hand saying hey give me some more leads because this one this one wasn't great and so what they end up doing in the internal conversations back in the organization is, oh, that lead was not qualified, that lead was no good. They don't actually stop to realize that, hey, maybe it was their approach, maybe it was the way they were going about engaging with that potential customer that caused that customer to respond the way they did. What the salesperson will do is simply say, hey, that customer was no good, put them on the back burner, I'm not going to go and talk to them again, they're just, they're just a dud, right? And so they then go back into the organization looking for more leads. What they don't do is they don't look at their approach. They don't look at, hey, is this approach working? And instead of actually trying to push my product, my services, my features, my benefits, and all the things associated with what we're good at um, onto the customer, they actually start saying, just give me more customers to talk to. So their approach never changes. And guess what? When the approach never changes and they're not getting the result, they try to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Now that, as, as you've probably heard, is simply... A definition of insanity. So, what the great salespeople do? They do this, which is, and this is sound. This is going to sound counterintuitive. What the great salespeople do, and the great sales leaders, by the way, do this as well, is they do not focus on selling. In fact, selling is the furthest from their mind. What they do instead is they look at the customer and they do their analysis first of all to determine, okay, is this customer what who we're about to go and talk to? Do they fit our demographic? Do they fit uh, our ideal average customer? Is this a customer that we can see ourselves working and developing a relationship with over the next year, two years, three years? Is this, is this a customer that we can potentially look at working with for the next 10 plus years? Is it, is it a customer who we might be able to develop some sort of strategic partnership with? So first of all, I'll do all this analysis up front to understand, okay, am I talking to the right type of customer? Does this potential customer fit in my demographic? Do they fit the criteria that we set in terms of the type of customers that we would like to go and deal with and do business with and build relationships with? And that's the first thing they do. But the second thing they do is when they go out and talk to them, they first go and try to understand what's going on with their customer. They focus instead, instead of trying to be understood and pushing all their products and services and thinking, hey, I've got the best service, 
They simply go and talk to the customer and find out, okay, what makes this customer tick? Understand them. What are their issues? To use a well-worn phrase we used in the 1990s, what keeps them up at night, right? What are their roadblocks? What are the challenges that they're currently facing in their particular marketplace? What what are some of the factors that are that are impacting their ability to do business with their customers? What are they trying to achieve for their customers and what are their desires? So what 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 are they looking to achieve? So all of these things, um, we, ca- we cannot possibly be in a position to provide a service or a product to a customer until we understand exactly what is going on in that customer's world. And if we think anything less than that, then we are delusional. And look, there might be some salespeople out there that get lucky. They'll catch lightning in a bottle. They might happen to be at the right place at the right time, have the right product, right service, and the customer says, yep, bang, let's go, and thanks, they feel great about themselves. But to repeat that over and over again, you've got, you've got to be catching a lot of lightning in a lot of bottles to actually build a long-term, sustainable, successful sales career and a sales leadership career. The ones that are great at this, the ones that do have the sustainability about, about their leadership and certainly about their sales methodology and the way they go about it, are the ones that continue to focus their attention on seeking to understand their customer first before even thinking about trying to be understood by their customer. So how do they do this? Well, they've got to understand what their issues are and what their roadblocks are. So one of the one of the best pieces of advice I ever received from a sales mentor, he said to me, look, if you can sit down with a customer and if you can understand the problem they have or the problem they're trying to solve, and if you can articulate that problem better than they can articulate that problem, then automatically and even unconsciously, that customer, potential customer, will look at you as to having a potential solution to their problem. Now, it doesn't always guarantee that you're going to actually close the sale, but at least psychologically, if you can get really good at articulating and understanding problems, then that customer potentially will allocate you, a, I guess, a, some brownie points, for want of a better term, and think, well, this person might have a solution. Maybe, just maybe, I should listen to what they've got to say and have a look at what the solution is they're proposing. Now, that's that's... Sales 101, but it's amazing that 99.9% of salespeople out there do not lead with problem identification, nor do they lead with trying to understand their customer. They simply lead with, hey, I've got a great product. How many would you like? And look, it's a bit of a generalization, I know, and people listening to this might think, hey, I'm, I'm better than that. But hey, look at, your, look at your compatriots. Look at your history. Look at the way your sales leaders are actually managing you. And if you're having conversation with your sales leaders and it's all about the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, then chances are the culture that you're in is not necessarily one where you're seeking to understand. It's one where you're trying to convince customers to be understood and therefore flog your product and flog your service. And look, hey, I'm just calling it as it is because I've been in those environments and I deal with hundreds of people who are currently still dealing with those environments. So the key question today we've got to ask ourselves is are we actually seeking to understand are we sitting down and asking questions? Are we really curious about our customer or are we focusing purely on trying to be understood? Are we going to the marketplace with what we think is a fantastic product and expecting everybody to fall over head, head over heels to want to buy this product simply because who we are, because we just want to be understood? Well, if that's the case, then we need to take a little bit of a step back and look at what's working and what's not working. Here's the key thing. Great salespeople will focus all of their attention, all of their attention on seeking to understand. They'll be insatiably curious. They will ask great questions without looking for an angle to close the deal, without trying to flog a product at the at the moment that they're looking for that angle. They will simply be curious and ask great questions and they will actively listen to the answers to those questions. So they're gathering more information, they're building knowledge, they're building relationships and they're bringing themselves closer to that particular customer. And here's the interesting thing. The more they seek to understand, 
the better the questions I ask, the better the customer starts to understand them. And guess what happens as a result of that? It's a natural consequence that sales will follow. And this is where the great salespeople separate themselves. And this is where consistency comes from. And this is where sustainable success comes from through seeking to understand. So how can we do this? If you're a sales leader right now, or even if you're a salesperson working in an organization and you're under pressure to hit the number, hit the number, hit the number, look, I get all that. I've been there. I've had to look over teams uh, in those sort of situations. And unfortunately, I've had to drive teams to try and hit numbers by the end of the financial year and certainly the end of the quarter, end of the month. But the more time I did that, the less uh, longer term, less sustainable those results would be. We might have got a short-term hit of success, but it certainly wouldn't set us up as a platform for long-term success. It's only when we start to really focus in on, okay, we are there to serve a customer. We are there to understand them. We are there to understand their problems, their issues, their desires, and all the things that make them tick. Before we actually put anything on the table in terms of a solution, that is how we will actually drive sustainability. So how do we do this? What are some key things? Well, a couple, of, a few key points to think about as we wrap up. One, uh, you need to focus on problem identification and problem solving. So really look at what does keep people up at night? What is, what is causing some concerns right now? Make use of the current environment right now in terms of your particular industry, your particular marketplace, and look at, okay, what are, themes, what are some themes that are driving through that industry that maybe your customer and potential customer are being impacted by? Use that as a catalyst for a conversation to then gain knowledge, get an increase in knowledge in terms of what's actually happening within your customer's business, but also by extension to that, your customer's industry. What are their competitors doing? What are some of the common challenges they're having to face? Because if you can show a genuine care for your customer and ask those great questions, those carefully thought of penetrating questions that really go to the heart of your customer's business and your customer's industry, and then if you listen really actively and listen for not just the words they say, the keywords, but also listen for inflection in their voice, because often you'll hear a level of emotion in certain responses that might actually give you an indication as to whether you're getting the truth or whether they're covering something up and there needs to be something you need to probe a bit more. When you do all of that and you genuinely do care about your customers, guess what? They will give you the opportunity to provide them with a solution. And hey, as we're in all in sales, you've got to give people the opportunity. Once you've done all that work, it'll be completely remiss of you and you'd be doing them a disservice if you didn't believe, If you, if first of all, if you believe you had a solution to their problem, you'd be doing a grave disservice to them if you didn't offer them a solution to that problem. Now, whether they end up taking that or not is completely up to them. And hey, I'm not going to do a, not going to do a podcast today about all the different closing techniques. But if you do this well, sales will become a natural consequence of the conversations that you have. And you'll have more customers wanting to do business with you than you trying to convince customers to do business with you, I guarantee it. And if you'd like some help with this, of course, when I'm having conversation with people, this is the thing. I have a conversation and I find out what are, the, what are the common challenges right now that a sales leader is facing in their business and in their industry right now and what's what's causing that, what are also their desires, what are they looking to achieve moving forward. And I help them I help them move through that. I help them take go from where they are right now to being an exceptional sales leader where they're, they're achieving more sales results, uh, more meaning as a sales leader, and certainly earning more money as well. And look, it's all relative. So some like to re- like to earn a you know 100% more, some just like a little incremental, and it's different for every single person. But what I'm here to do 
is help them do that, and I'd love to do that with you as well. So simply jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, and let's let's have a conversation about how I might be able to help you. So as we launch into this brand new week, that's the key message for today. Focus your attention on seeking first to understand. Understand as much as you possibly can about your customer before you actually give them the opportunity to see how you might be able to help them. So in other words, before you're being understood. So if you can focus on that, I guarantee you the wheel will start to turn. So with that note, thanks for plugging in and I look forward to speaking with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, but also if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.